welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Alrighty, it is now the time to do a kind of like battle pass slash mental health slash fall guys check in here. So like I said last week, and like I said at the beginning of the season of fall guys, I said I will be level 200 by the end of January. The day before we recorded this episode, I hit level 200 and got the Admiral Mainsail skin. (laughs) I don't know how you did it. I don't know how anyone can do 200 levels. And I mean, here's the thing. I guess we can say it like this. It's the only game with a battle pass that you do. Like, it's the only one you would, like, anymore. hours. Like, I'll get to that into. in a second. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't see any other game that you play that has a battle pass that you're kind of, like, really grinding towards to completing. I don't see anything yeah. else. So, the thing about that is, uh, being done with this one, like, like last season, I did not get to level 200. But the season was, like, half the length of season 3, which is still you know got uh, two months ahead of it at this point Mm -hmm. um but since since then i've like dropped the switch sports battle pass because i felt like more like that was chores to log in every week to kind of do you know switch sports for two hours to get those costumes and i wanted them but i was like I'm not enjoying, I'm not going to be able to use these costumes because by the time they're all done coming out or whatever, I'm sure they'll support it for a year. Um, I'm going to be so sick of the game. Whereas with Fall Guys, it I never really mind doing it. Like there's some days where I'm like, uh, maybe I don't want to do the daily challenges today, but you know what? Let me just do it. It'll take, you know, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like playing Fall Guys. Um, so like, I don't have a, I didn't have a problem getting to 200, but I'm like, like lost i'm like okay this is the first time in like since fall guys has started where i'm not like in the middle like in the middle of a battle pass like i've done like two at a time like when destiny um witch queen came out they had the callous season of the haunted and then like i did that and that was just like maddening and then the, then the pirates one came out and i was like okay here we go again and i like fell off of it after like 10 levels or so mm-hmm. but fall guys i stuck with but like it's just so weird not being in the middle of a battle pass for the first time in years i'm trying to you know what's i'll say this you know what's funny what guess what game i decided to play a couple rounds in because i was like friend was doing it i was like why not i was like I'll oh see how. dead by daylight <laughs> no well yeah I, i'm actually am playing dead by daylight it's actually oh. pretty fun i, I what I then it. what then it, just guess what game i put hours in and i'm just like let me see the state of the game like a is it a game you've played before or a game oh definitely i put out dude i'm saying i put at least a thousand hours in this game oh shoot see now i know what it is now it's got to be rainbow six siege <laughs> yes um i guess an update on that because there's the battle pass system they changed it it's no longer like basic battle pass call of duty-esque where it's like t- they, you know what battle pass have changed now it's not it's no longer like 
just tiers, ah, tiers, tiers in these levels. You, it's like a it's like a roadmap where you can choose where you want to unlock and this and that. Like it's very weird. They, I feel I feel like it's such a new thing they're adding to. Like Battle I Pass. feel like like Disney Dreamlight Valley does theirs like that. We've talked about this in like yeah. Fortnite where you can like choose which ones you want on a page, stuff like that. Um, the thing is, Siege. I was playing it and it's for for some reason, I don't know how this is possible. But I was actually having a like decent time with it. I was like, actually, this is not terrible. I really do think uh, R six deserves a, a two in the sense of just upgrading it and like you know, shutting like Overwatch two. You know what I mean, like that. Sure. Um, they definitely should have done that, or you know, I don't know. It's weird because it's like I don't know if it would ever go back to I guess how big it was maybe like four three years ago how like it was just i guess at its peak but it's not terrible i didn't have a terrible time they're adding so many new things like i guess like it's weird because like they're still adding so many new skins and so many new like they added a uh, not a ranking system what do they add they add a reputation system where depending on how you play it'll change your reputation of like if you're a good player or a bad player and they just they've added so much to it where I don't know. It felt weird because I was like, I'm not, I'm not having a terrible time, but it's like, I don't know if I ever get back into it like how I used to. At least, it's, like I, said, I put over like a thousand hours in it, but definitely it wasn't the worst experience. It's just funny how the battle pass. It was because you brought up the battle pass, and it just made me think of that battle pass. And just like, oh yeah, I played a couple rounds of it, and I didn't have a terrible time. I've been thinking of how that game has like such legs as it does, and it's mm-hmm. probably because that there's no other like live service game that is that like in depth of a tactical shooter. Mm-hmm. Usually, people try to go for like a battle royale, and when there's you know fifty of them, and then one that like most people tr- like gravitate to, um, that's gonna be the only one that like survives. So it's like I don't know any other live service games that are a tactical like squad based shooter like that. That is true. The thing is with Siege, it's so crazy how so many people move on from it but at the end of the day there's nothing like it so it's kind of like it's this weird thing where it's not a ter- I, I never thought the game itself was terrible i think is what it was just just it just got so much of me playing it for hours and just Plus like everything soft is yeah a little problematic it's not the best company that keeps up to date with updates and and it's you know whatever issues a game has it's not the best company at the moment uh, but you kind of can say they've like got the market covered on tactical, you know, live service. Pretty much experience. I, I think I mean Siege has been going on since like 2016, at least six years, fifteen. <laughs> at, yeah, at least since I long been playing, it's been like five years. I think even then it was like two years. No, what? It's been going on for like seven years. I think most live services only like dream of getting to that point. But um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, battle passes and services. I'm just like, so it's such a weird feeling, honestly, to not be like, okay, what challenge do I have to do today? I think it's honestly a good, like, mental health break from, even though I like Fall Guys and I don't have a problem with it, I just think it's a good mental health break from, like, not having something to, like, you know, grind out. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if it's a specific challenge that you need to do and you're not that well in it like you're not great at it yeah. so it's just like man i really gotta get this done though so that's cool uh i'm definitely gonna play more fall guys this season but i won't have to like see those little like earn 
three, you know, run 30,000 meters in, in a round every week. Mm. I can get on for 10 minutes and do a round and be satisfied with it. Until the next season anyway, drops. Yeah, next season in like, I guess, a little over two months based on the in-game clock. Plus, I want to see what costumes come out for the rest of the season to see if there's anything kind of like cool. But like, mm-hmm. so far, nothing is like topping that level 200 costume for me because it's so much better than last season's. But... I digress. We got some more Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze to talk about here today on Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure. My name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. And before we go any further, Robert, how you been? Uh, all right. My foot's killing me for some reason. It's just like this weird pain, but other than that, I'm pretty much fine. How about you? Uh, I'm a little frazzled. I know I say that like once every two episodes, um, but... Uh, I've been working through, I I have put Persona 3 and 4 on, on pause because I am still working mm-hmm. through One Piece Odyssey. And like, w- when we talk about that game, I feel like I'm going to be insufferable because that's how I play that game very insufferably. Um, I think that'll make more sense when I actually talk about it. But I really am like loving that game um, as old school as it feels. It's got a really interesting battle system with mechanics that I don't think I've ever seen in any other game ever. Mm-hmm. But um that'll probably have to be saved for after tropical freeze like coverage is done because i feel like it's gonna probably take like three quarters of an episode for me to like describe the experience that i'm having with that um other than that some big games came out that i have (laughs) i have not been able to get because of a couple things one being time two being uh (laughs) some ax um ticket purchases Um, (laughs) so it in july we'll probably have an episode dedicated to some coverage of of anime expo um but uh for right now we are gonna continue on with our tropical freeze coverage we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now um we're gonna go through the game in depth if this is your first episode of markers on the map um you might want to go back and listen to the past couple episodes where we covered worlds one two and three otherwise um world four is a great point to start listening to our coverage because i think that the reaction to world four is you know like these are in my opinion world four has the strongest string of three consecutive levels in the entire game um it 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 also has the highest highs and the lowest lows um so it's kind of like going to be more like not too bad sure but like i would say that world 4 does probably have the worst level in the game um all things considered not to say that it's like bad bad because i could say good things about it and i will but i think 4 has like the most unique conversation to be had about it uh so i guess we'll get right into it so world 4 is sea breeze cove this is our, you know, water uh, world in Donkey Kong Country to- Tropical Freeze. And we begin with Deep Keep. Um, we have this land to water section in the beginning that has a great use of David Wise's dynamic music um, mm-hmm. going from a land theme to, you know, uh, aquatic ambience. But, you know, that comes along later. It's the, it's like a, it's that regular water theme uh, first. Um and it's, it's fairly standard in the beginning, but then we break open a switch and we're kind of like sucked into a new area, like within the water. And that's where aquatic ambience really begins. And I like this version of the song a lot. I'm mm-hmm. still a little more partial to the version that plays in the water part of the very first level, but like, it's a great version of the song. <laughs> it, it, I think the music, I don't know. It's so, 
I think this world might have the best music. Especially. It, oh yeah, for sure. It, I'm trying to really think of the next two worlds. I'm like World to... Six has like the most like haunting music, but like this one but is, this one just is just... like for fans of the old games. Like mm-hmm. this is the one. <laughs> yeah, and I mean with the first, I like how with the first uh, level, if you have both Kongs, you can use DK as like um. Like he, he's like he's a, a rock he could skip on the water, which yeah, Kitty Kong did that in the third game. So it's funny that he, yeah, uh, and Funky guess, can do it with the surfboard. I guess uh, gorillas are able to do that, and then the Diddy and Dixie are more chimpanzees. So I guess chimpanzees can't skip on water mm-hmm. like rocks. I don't know. It's weird, but this is the four one is the one with the lights where you have to hit them in a yeah. row to activate so we're kind of it like we go in we go we get sucked into this new area and now we have like gates that are controlled by you know uh, switches that have three lights that you've mm. got to kind of like swim past um and sometimes they'll move and sometimes they'll be stationary but that's how we kind of like make a path forward in this one um there's also you know the fact that we have to dodge these spinning spikes and crushing like teeth spikes that come down towards the end and then there's like a lot of sections with rushing jets so like you're either like going towards a rushing jet or being blown um from behind by a rushing jet and having to dodge you know whatever obstacles the game throws at you Mm. or like wait very briefly for the teeth to kind of like open up so you can you know swim through them without getting chomped i mean it's funny how We've seen it in some other levels that when when you have two Kongs and they have different abilities underwater, but this is definitely yeah. the world that it shows it. I yes. forgot what. So I know because I use Dixie mostly in this one. Yeah. I didn't really use Diddy or, or Cranky. But... I use Dick when I play as DK. I'm usually using Dixie because I think that she like has the best mo- momentum. I it's one that Dixie has the best momentum and the best ability. It's a the helicopter hover above like stand up for a bit and then gives you a boost to go up but um it's just kind of for me makes more sense for it to be dk diddy then diddy and dixie and then dixie and kitty then back to dk and diddy now i want to think that it's now this is definitely a a dixie and dk game Oh, like, like it's going in the same kind of like order as the originals did. Basically, yeah. But instead of replacing DK, now it's replacing Diddy with DK, and then now you got uh, Dixie Kong. So maybe if they make a third yeah. one, fingers crossed. But if they make a third one, maybe you know it's DK and Cranky that is heavy in that one, or maybe a, a, maybe finally bring back Kitty Kong. Bring back Kitty Kong. <laughs> yeah, grown up, and he has more abilities. But that's uh, getting off the tracks. Not but... Kitty Kong. Uh, <laughs> adult Kong. <laughs> Um, off the track, but yeah, but Dixie has a propeller hair that propels you faster. Same thing with kind of Diddy and Dixie kind of the same ability where they kind of just, you know, launch you through the water easier and faster. Diddy's more about getting forward further though, versus like potentially saving you from a bad jump like Dixie. Yeah. And then Cranky's definitely, he's just what, a melee attack underwater? That's pretty much his ability. Yeah. Not the best for World 4 in, like, most it's, of the levels. It's the best for the boss, though, I've, from what yeah, I've seen. definitely. It's the best for the boss fight. Um, so with that, then, we go to 4-2, which is High Tide Ride. This starts mm-hmm. out as an innocent minecart level and then switches to a 2.5D uh, minecart level where 
um, it feels almost like a like 3D Sonic Rail section where you're having mm-hmm. to jump from track to track to, to track dodge, to track, yeah. moving walls, yeah, like the walls will move back and forth Full, sometimes even uh, after you jump. Tracks are taken away from monsters eating them to to tracks yes. jumping through the air. Do you have to get on and jump off it to get to the other side? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it's very brief. But like, mm-hmm. still cool. It it like doesn't have too many mechanics going on, but like the spectacle of it being two point five D kind of helps make it fresh and interesting. There mm-hmm. is a bigger section towards the end that like echoes back to what I've said like the past couple weeks. Um, this game feels a little more like musical. Like movement is in tune with the beat. Like you're dodging these like mm-hmm. giant obstacles that come down in this like top down, like you said, shoot 'em up section almost. Um, and you're like dodging and it's like it perfectly in sync with the music. Um, so like it, it, it's just another one of those levels that's like very impressive that they pulled something like this off. It's it's not a level where any one Kong is, is better like DK or funky um, because it's a minecart level. But it, it's just it's not hard and it's very cool, but it's also a, a little shorter than than you'd expect. Yeah, it, it's. You know what? I think in the next world, it's doing one of those, it builds you up for the next thing because the next world yeah. definitely has a much crazier minecart level than this one. It's definitely a warm up to what's coming further beyond yeah. this, but not, it's not, it's not terrible at all. It's a good level. It's nothing crazy. I think it's like, you know what? I'll say this is so far, there hasn't been a single, oh, this is too much. Like, I don't think anyone can do this. Like, anyone, I'm pretty sure, can do that level and not have an issue with it. It's just kind of yeah. crazy things just going around in the background. I, I think that the only, like, massively frustrating levels in this game are the K levels and then the World 7, the three levels that they have there. Otherwise, like, it, like things can be overcome um like with items and stuff like if you're having trouble there are items to um give you extra hits on like a mine cart or a rocket barrel level stuff like that um or if you like even if you're having problems on the k level there's like items that will like bring you up if you fall into a bottomless pit but mm-hmm. the next level is i don't know the next level is it might be it might be a contender for my favorite level in the entire game because mm. everything about it just works so well I even wrote on my notes here. I put, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one? <laughs> I put, this is the one. It's a miss that, a bitch. Man, it's, the, it's the intro to the silhouette levels in the main sequence. Man, see, here's the thing. That's just me with the entire series. This is the one right here. This is just, it's this like, whole thing is the one. It's so hard for me to, like, pick one in particular. Like, especially with the old games. But on this one, I don't know. Something about this level makes me just, like, this is the one. <laughs> It's good. It's a good level. It's uh, I I dubbed this the turtle level because it reminds me of the '90s, uh, not '90s, the '80s NES game for Ninja Turtles where there's the electrical like I guess corals that they're there. Yes, there, or... yes. Except that is actually the worst thing ever, ever. And this yeah, is like, like the best. Explain <laughs> it that way. It's it's not doing it justice because. It's not that difficult. I'm it's having just, flashbacks because I know exactly what you're talking about with the uh, with the NES Turtles game. I hate that part. <laughs> it, it's like DK just made it obviously easier since it's such a modern day game that doesn't have to be as difficult. But it's yeah. just like it's so funny because it does have that electrical like just see I don't know what what you call it. 
like anemones and stuff. I guess so. It's like seaweed, I guess, is the best way I can explain it. That's yeah. kind of the, the best thing to say because I don't know what else it could be. But you use uh, these glowing light fish, I guess is a deep sea creature, to, to kind of light your way to make the electrical like plants just kind of you know fade away so they don't yeah. cause you harm getting your collectibles or going through a certain path because they're in the way maybe. I have said that this level is a masterpiece of music and movement, especially if you're like using the stick and using funky where you can kind of like take in all the sights without having to worry about using the air meter. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like, like we were saying, jellyfish will illuminate the dark waters and like it's silhouette most of the time, but when you hit a light source, like, uh, like a shadow will appear, you know, behind your Kong and you'll be able to see them in like their 3d form again. Um, like there's a lot of like wreckage and ships going on in the background. Um, and then the light fish will like, they'll either like swim ahead to like light up the screen or sometimes you'll have to swim alongside them in like these circular areas and like you'll have to like stick pretty close to them so that the mm-hmm. anemones um won't be able to to hurt your kong um there are paths that you can open by like brushing along these like face looking statues um so you'll like kind of like the the switches in 4-1 except they're just like posts that you swim by um, and towards the end, there's a really cool part where, it, you, like, you will not have enough time with one of them to make mm-hmm. it through as the ceiling and ground, like, floor basically close in on, on, on DK. So you'll have to keep brushing by them while you're dodging levels. But, like, the song in this level, dude, it's, like... It's good. It's, it, like, I get David emotional Wise, with this song. I don't know, dude, I just went off. Like, he was like, all right, I'm back doing this. He's like, all right, I'm about to just drop the hottest thing for this franchise. It's this whole world, though, like, because the next level, my God, the oh. next level, the song in the next, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, this is, like, a very effective level. Um, the Like I said, the first appearance of silhouettes in the main sequence, the mm. the other one was a bonus level bonus, in, in yeah. World 1, 1B. Um, yeah, I cannot speak highly enough of this level. This is, like, the most replayable level for me. I don't know. It's just, like, super cool. This whole very world relaxing. up to the boss fight is replayable. Surprising, it's a water world. Yeah, like, leave it to this game to... I mean, like, I've never had a problem with water levels in DK, and it's probably because of the music, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, talk about a series that just has, like, the best water levels. <laughs> Usually you dread water levels, but no, not, not in DK. You know you're in for a treat. That's true. Uh, I'm trying to think what else besides the jellyfish and the fish. What else? Because you just kind of just go around... Yeah, Just there's not the too not many, really like, enemies in this. It's more like a chill-out, like... I guess... You know, after it, everything that came before. I guess it's a it's a, it's a a um, a pathway finder level. You have to find your yeah. way through the level. I guess this is the way I could put it with this one. Yeah, I agree. So then we must then transition to a level that's not finding a pathway through it it's more of a straight shot but it is one of the game's longest levels it's got like four distinct sections to it Mm -hmm. um with literally the most dynamic music in the game it's got like five songs playing through it uh Mm -hmm. i rate eight like the masterpiece so this starts out with a land section that's like five seconds long but it's also got one of david wise's best songs in the entire game and you don't mm-hmm. get to hear it unless you stand out 
and listen to it so like when i do this level a lot of times i'll just stand there for a couple minutes so i can actually hear the song because it doesn't really come up that much later man and it's only ever in small sections <laughs> i feel like dk purposely said no no time limit if people want to listen to the track let them listen to it because yes i'm telling you if there's a time limit oh man i would be in a dilemma because like i really want to beat this level but i mean the song's going off right now i don't know how I would yeah. what i would do if there was a time limit on these games yeah, so my advice, when you start iRate 8, if you play Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, uh, stick around for a while. You want to hear this song. It's very good. Then we head into the water. An aquatic ambience starts playing, kinda. Then it's like creepily transitioning into the lockjaw, um, the water theme from uh, Donkey Kong Country 2. Mm-hmm. And you're dodging these motion sensor bombs. Man, it's like, ah, oh, it's... I can't even with this song though. Like it gets it's, more and more intense as you go through. I know I'm losing it when I when I like when I play the level to this day. I still lose it at this part when like the crescendo of the music starts coming up and then it's like good. it's like it's bananas, dude. <laughs> oh, bananas! Am I right for Donkey Kong game? Am I right, gamers? This is. I think this is the most difficult level in this world. It's a race it, level. It is you have absolutely. To, this one's brutal. Um, it's not even one of those. How do I say? You can't even just rush through it. You have to memorize the entire layout where where projectiles are going towards you in order to run that. Yeah. I, I wrote that here on my notes. I wrote that like it's really hard, especially that ending part, if you don't kind of have an idea of what's coming because you mm-hmm. are gonna need to like press Y to do that underwater dash. Um, and get have a good grasp on using the stick to kind of like turn yourself Mm -hmm. um so the lead up to that is that we have the giant octopus that starts attacking you tentacles are coming from all over the screen as you have this vertical scrolling section with platforms that are kind of like coming from above to kind of like crush you down and ink is coming from below so you are truly racing in this one Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't end with your escape it actually goes into another section where a, a more different version of Lockjaw's saga is playing as you're kind of being hunted by the octopus. So, like, his eye mm-hmm. will appear in, like, holes in the background and tentacles will be, like, feeling around to try and, like, take hearts away from you. Um, so it's kind of like a creepy section. And then you get into the other chase where, like I said, you've got to kind of memorize. Like, if, if it's your first time playing it, it's probably going to give you some frustration the first couple times. Mm-hmm. But, like, this just nuts version of, of Lockjaw's theme is playing. Um, you're shooting through barrels. You're dodging tentacles. You're dodging entire spike, like, platforms that are, like, going underwater. Um, and it's nuts because... This is, like, the only level I can think of that ends with, like, a makeshift boss battle where you're kind of, like, yeah. blowing up the octopus it's, at um, the end of it. I guess those... The, uh, this level is one of those, um, the the world or the level is the enemy, and then you have to defeat him towards the end. Yeah. Uh, I wonder I wonder what other game that did that I can give an example for. I'm tr- I, I was trying to think of some myself, but, like, I know we've encountered things like this before. Um, I don't know. There's certain levels of like Bayonetta where the whole thing revolves. Like it is technically a level, but the whole thing kind of revolves around a boss. But that's not really a. You platform know. You right. know what's funny? You know what? The only thing I can think of that is kind of like this mm-hmm. is um Spawn for the Super Nintendo. Um, you go in. You go inside a monster, 
and then you fight the monster at the end. So it's kind of like that, where like you, oh, you're okay. kind of going through the whole monster itself, and then you're like obviously doing damage to it, and then you fight it towards the end. It's kind of like it's literally that in this form, but yeah. in platformer kind of speed run esque. Because I'm telling you, the first the first time you're going through this, you're not going to be able to run through it quick. You're gonna yeah. get hit with all certain projectiles going at you. Yeah. I almost feel like you could say like it's almost like like that that kind of trope shows up in like Mario Galaxy <laughs> and stuff like that Mario Odyssey. What if uh this level DK just looks at the camera he just goes yipes and he holds a sign that said yipes. <laughs> like what like, like Wiley like Coyote. Car- yeah like <laughs> Wiley he's just like yipes all the things coming like hor- like just coming towards no! him like come on he's like come on. <laughs> The sound I make going through this level the first couple times, I was like, what is going on? Exactly. You just hold up a sign that says, yipes, and you just, like, gotta go through it. Oh, well. So, like, at the end of my notes for this level, I put, what a great level, if not the best level. It at least has the best music all around. That's and that's saying music. a lot after we're coming off of Miss Abyss. But, like, 4, 2, 3, and 4, I think this is the most strong, cohesive set of three levels in the entire game. Um, not, mm-hmm. not to say that, like, there aren't levels that, like, reach a higher height than, than some of them in different ways. Like, like I said before, World 6 has some, like, incredible levels. But, like, as far as, like, a string of perfection, like, this, these 4, 2, 3, and 4 is it. Mm-hmm. So it's only natural that we come off that into a little bit lower of a of a you know, <laughs> you know i think when you put it like that you make it seem like it's a terrible level but no five five is it's it's all right it's decent it's not a bad level but i think you are right coming off of such a tremendous just like really high peak of like you know just the greatest levels or in greatest music you're hearing down to like something yeah. that's pretty it's all right it's not mediocre it's through it's like i said D- dk DK mediocre levels are the best parts of some of the other platformers. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, it's really hard to say. Like, it's not a terrible level, but when you do just But, like, we've, we've even peak. got a song from an earlier world in this level. Like, a song yeah. that showed up in World 2. Um, so, 4-5 is C-Stack Attack. Um, like, like, like you said, it's, it's a little less interesting than the levels before it. This one revolves around throwable bombs and blowing mm-hmm. up things that are blocking your path, path like path-blocking like crates yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, enemies jump on pads that make these spike boards, you know, whack from left to right or up pa- and down. Yeah, We've like seen stuff like this earlier. paddles, yeah. They're, yeah. It's weird because I think it's foreshadowing the next world. It, it absolutely is. Like, there's a lot going on in this level that is gearing you up for World 5. Mm-hmm. I wrote that the biggest set pieces I can think of, like, the most interesting thematic parts of 4-5 is, uh-huh. like, there's a part where five snowmads are throwing bombs against you and you can't actually make the jump up to the platform so you've got to jump up right when they blow up a couple of times and then you've got to pick one up to throw at the crate at the top so you can actually make it over and then at the end there is a, a giant bomb so you're having to like press x or y to kind of smash the crates that are under you so you can finish the level before the bomb blows everything up Mm mm-hmm yeah, but, it's a yeah. Uh, it's a patient level. It's a uh, very slow. I guess it's weird because you go from a very fast level to a very slow level. You have to be patient. Yeah, wait for that things feels to... deliberate. 
It does. I think it might be so if anyone was very hype over the last level, they're like, at least calm down now. Like, it's yeah. a very slow, wait your turn. Things, you know, things are going to happen. Just just wait a bit level. But then we go from, like, this slower level to a very mechanics-heavy level, which is four, six current capers. Um, we get that little cool land song at the beginning again. But, again, it's like five seconds unless you stick around and wait for it. Um, mm-hmm. And then we return to Aquatic Ambience, the World 4 version, um, when I feel like maybe they could have squeezed in that first level version in one more level, but that's mm-hmm. just me being nitpicky. Um, this is a highly mechanics-heavy uh, lo- uh, level. It revolves mm-hmm. around switches that will open up doors, dodging urchins, like there's these wind square tunnel, like these wind tunnel square things where they'll be kind of rolling around similar to the octopuses that I thought were spiders back in mm-hmm. um, Donkey Kong oh, yeah. Country 1. <laughs> and um, there will be uh, a downward swimming section towards the end where you're having to hit the gear to lower the floor while you're dodging urchins that are going from a lower, like four holes in the, in the floor to four holes in the sky. Mm-hmm. And you're having to kind of like open it up bit by bit while you're dodging. Um, Mm -hmm. it it does end with like this really cool part where giant gears are falling from the ceiling and like, it's kind of closing down on you. I think that's like the most like thematically interesting part of level. And then there's like the big gear at the end and you have that wind vortex of like spinning spikes, um, at the goal, but it's another slower one before we get Mm -hmm. to the boss here. Um, it's not my favorite level and like, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah boss now i foreshadow this in in, i think even like episodes one or two when we first did this not like the first i think we talked about about it both the first uh, first of one of these episodes the tropical freeze episode so this in my opinion out of all dk boss battles every single one of them this is the worst one and i've struggled with threes can't be opinion if it's fact robert it's the worst. It's so difficult. It's such a small hitbox. It's in behind a blow. So, the way this fight goes on, you're fighting a a puffer fish. You know, a, yeah, a blowfish, whatever you want to, yeah, whatever you want to call it. You know, whatever scientific name it is, but a, a blowfish basically. And this thing is obviously the oh small fish, but then when it gets angry, it turns into a big old monster and it has spikes everywhere. And you can't hit it. Except for one area, and that's behind him, but it takes up like ninety percent of the the whole screen, and you only have like your ten percent to go around and hit him. It's, it's I've I can't tell you how many balloons I went through before I was able to. I I think I got so frustrated playing on handheld mode. I put it, I docked my switch and played it with a regular controller because I could not do it on handheld mode. I said nope. I said these controls are too small. Uh, I'm going with a, a, an actual controller to finish it. This is the hardest boss battle because you're not fighting it on land you're fighting it on water and obviously water and ice levels are already difficult because they're water and ice levels they're not regular platforming you know uh physics now you're adding this whole uh i guess was I guess the difference is I played it with DK, so I had to run it through with Cranky because I, obviously I said, I said Cranky's more preferable for this boss fight than yeah. any other Kong. But I'm telling you how many balloons I went through, I I don't even want to imagine. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, at some points, 
Cuphead only even thing got me. No, Cuphead got me more frustrated. There's some boss, but it's like the same level kind of got me where like I got frustrated, so I had to stop and, and come back a different time. I got like just so like overwhelmed and flustered through it. I just had to put it down and come back. You really do have to have a, like the mastery of using the stick to kind of like change direction mm-hmm. on this one, because um, one little mistake in like that third phase will will cost you. Now, I will say, I don't you. It's it's well documented in this podcast that I do not like the bosses in this game, but I do like something about each boss in this game, and that uh-huh. is the animations in between phases where they get really angry and they start like shooting out um, question marks Steam. and exclamation marks. It's yeah. funny. I like that. It's funny. <laughs> I don't know what else with this boss besides like pretty much that. What else? It's is kinda... bad. It's a bad it's boss. Ba- I don't it's like. the worst. <laughs> the whole series. It's the worst. But. I just like I don't know what else to say about it. That's pretty much it. It's like it's just it's really it's it's a hard fight. You know what? I think we need a palate cleanser. I think we need to talk about four A, the pinnacle of pure platforming in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. My God! Like not only is it playing the Lockjaw theme here mm-hmm. in four A, which is Great. called Rock and Relics, but it's like it's dynamic through it, so it's playing like the the epic version when you're on land and then the mysterious version when you're in the water um this is like lightning is striking from above and below as you're kind of like jumping across wooden platforms dodging little like spike balls from Mm -hmm. from, like the water that funky can jump on to give yourself like some more momentum it's not like the most outrageously designed level it's just Mm -hmm. like the perfection of what you'd expect from a modern day platformer it feels more donkey kong country 2 or 3 than anything else in this game to me it it definitely has uh, it's one of those lightning levels so it has that uh that other level we're talking about with the lightning strikes but this one doesn't strike any grounds but it does have a jump uh, mechanic, not that you know, jumping in the mechanic of your character. What it means is that the levels themselves, the whole platforms, will throw every single object on there into the air. So there'll be yeah. like these spike balls that are thrown up into the air. So you got to time your jumps. Either you're gonna roll under or jump over it. You just gotta remember when does the spike, you know, jump. Yeah, and then there's parts where you're on like part of a ship, and there'll be enemies, and the same thing will happen. The ship will kind of like mm-hmm. move when the lightning strikes, and the enemies will do a little hop. So you kind of like time time with that and like you'll have your spike helmet enemies and then you're not spike helmet enemies. It's just like it's it's what I wrote on my notes is that it is the game's best realization of classic Donkey Kong Country up to this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a pretty good like assessment of of the level as a whole. Well, that's for a. But where are they, like like everything level. else in World 4 where there is a high, there must be a low. <laughs> Uh, 4B. Here's the thing. Alright, before you, you rip 4B a new one, I'll say this. 4B is not a difficult level. 4B is not a hard level. It's not even any way, shape, or form that. But why it's does it time, exist? <laughs> it's a time-consuming level in the sense of it's a classic have to find the right key to open up this lock to open up another lock to open up the door level and the most difficult part about this level is either your boredom from the level or if you just run out of air if you don't remember where some of the air pockets are at so that's 4b which is not a terrible level it's not necessarily like i said like a hard level it's not gonna make your hair split but it is very strange for this level to exist in such a i guess it fits because you go from a very cool high to a very, very low 
like like medium. You know what I mean? So I'll let you handle 4B now. It says you're going to give it whatever you're going to give it. Okay, well, 4B, Sholatol. Let I, I was going to do bad then good, but I mean, since we're on good, the design of the rooms is cool. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing inherently wrong with any of the level design here. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes sense. Every level in this game is well-designed. This one is well-designed, too. The problem with it is, is that it's this bogged-down, slow-paced, infinite maze where you're, like, like you said, having to locate keys and chests, like the the blue keys and the green chest or the red keys and the yellow stuff like that. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it feels like an infinite Mario level. And... Each time you go into a room, it's not seamless. It's got to do uh-huh. a loading, like the loading animation, which just seems so not great compared to yeah. everything else. Like it's constantly like the bananas on the screen, constantly just zipping up to the screen and zipping back out. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it might be, it might've been better if everything was seamless. Like there, if there was an mm-hmm. animation of you going through a pipe, like something out of Donkey Kong Country 3, but Some no, PS5 it's just like, stuff? yeah. Some what? <laughs> Some PS5. Like, technically yeah. there is loading, but it's not loading because it's a cutscene of a character. It's going like through. walking It's like uh, walking through a tight space to mask up the loading. You just swim up yeah. a pipe to stop the... It's like, oh, come on. Why, why does this level exist? There's a level similar to this in, in Ukulele and the Possible Lair. I'm like, why? 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 <laughs> why? Uh, I wrote uh, it's I easily the worst level in the game. Not not counting some of the brutal K levels, but I only don't like those because they're hard. But, like, mm-hmm. for my money, this is, like, if I was going to have to... If I had to sit here and say there was a worse level in Tropical Freeze, it would be 4B. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. 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 Now... Honestly, I'd probably pick some of the K levels over it, but those are... I, I only get frustrated by those because of the difficulty. So, I can't really mm-hmm. say they're bad because they're, like really well designed um yeah. so 4k then spinning spines <laughs> and i wrote good god does the madness ever end no uh this one i'm telling you i don't remember which one it was there's one of them where i i, I just ran through it like nothing like it was a reason i'm pretty sure it was the third world but this one definitely is not because it's um grinder gem rock spike things are kind of preventing you from staying on a platform for too long because the platform yeah. themselves move into that kind of grinder thing so you yeah. have a certain limit they're on cylinders kind of, like they're cylindrical yeah. things with platforms and there spikes. are paused moments where you're on a solid platform and there's nothing happening what i would recommend is definitely stay on there and just look ahead of you and obviously see how the pattern is and what's what because once you're on there, you 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 have to go. There's no waiting. You just have to make your decisions right then and there. It's it's a nonstop platformer jumping around uh, K level. Yeah, there are some barrel sections with very precisely timed spikes, mm-hmm. and then there's like parts where you're like sinking into the lava and dodging spikes at the same time. And then there's these vertical sections where you're jumping up with the lava rising um, from below you. And for some mm-hmm. reason. I always mess up a few times on the first one, and then there's a second one just like it, and I always mess up on it. Like, where the bees are kind of, like, chasing you, I don't know Mm. what it is with me on this one. Like, it's not that they're not timed to, like, when you get onto one to just immediately jump onto another one, because they are. But for some reason, I start freaking out with the lava and the bees and just, like... 
Makes sense. Bees. What is this, ukulele? <laughs> I put that these levels are nuts. These cave levels. But I they, do think I did this nuts. one without any assistance at, at like once with Funky. Okay. Um, I think the fifth one was where I just said, forget this, I'm putting the, the balloons on. Because like, I got <laughs> so good at it, and I always messed up right before the goal and i was like i can't do this again guys i just gotta mm-hmm. give myself that green balloon <laughs> that green balloon the green balloon all right uh the last little note i had here since i haven't harped on it enough this episode is i, I wrote but seriously if you've got the game especially the switch version pick funky and just chill in the water on the first level of donkey kong country tropical freeze because man that song that version of aquatic ambience that plays on level one is so perfect it's 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 tragic that that's nowhere else in the game mm-hmm. <laughs> just hang out there for like yeah. 10 minutes with funky kong it's this nuts is- this is a world with the best music yeah yeah about but it, this like, is the this, first this level of the game in world one that that that's the only time it plays. So in our in our tier oh, list ranking. so far, yeah, um, I believe we had two, then three, then one. Yeah, right? uh, I would put it still two has the best platforming. Four is second because it has really good music, but it has some lows. Three is on par with four, but just four just has that edge with music, and then one is is last just because it's the first level, not because it's mediocre. It's still a great world. I honestly stick by what I said last week and that I'd probably rank four, five, and six ahead of the first three. So I'm putting four on top and then two, three, and then one. Mm-hmm. Because the high highs of two, three, and four in World 4 are, like, for me personally, like, some of the most incredible, like, sights and sounds in a game I've ever played. So, uh-huh. um, makes sense. But, like, it's not going to be higher than five or six probably in the ranking specifically because it does have what I, like, a few levels that I would consider to be not on par with, like, the rest of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, yeah. World 4, the Seabreeze Cove. That was an interesting one to go through again. Um, Very good. And, wow, did that (laughs) take up, like, most of the episode. (laughs) I mean... Would you want any less? No, I I knew this one was going to be long because there is a lot to talk about in this one. Like mm-hmm. World Five might might definitely be like a little shorter in the grand scheme of things, but um, we'll probably do World Six and Seven as like another special to like end it off mm-hmm. with because Seven Seven wouldn't take that long at all. There's only three levels, but so next week we'll talk about World Five, which is the the Juice World. I have some news today. We, we mm-hmm. won't have time for another game today. Um, I will just go ahead and say that me and Robert played some, like, classic Capcom fighting games. Darkstalker, Cyberbots, um, Red Earth. We'll, we'll talk about that sometime. Some some Skullgirls, some Shredder's Revenge, which we'll do um, a little beat-em-up special on later. Um, but before I get to these tiny little news stories, let... Yeah, I, Robert just sent me a picture, I think, trying to remind me of a, <laughs> a news story, right? <laughs> No, oh, that's funny. That. <laughs> that, that's one that. of our news stories. Um, but before we get to that, we got Pokemon Drip, Ruby, and Sapphire. This week, we're uh-huh. looking at the third gym leader. It's Watson. Get it? Because he's the electric gym type leader. 
Watson, mm-hmm. everybody. He's got his yellow jumpsuit and his like lightning Hawaiian shirt and his little sandals. Watson mm-hmm. just looks like he's uh, living his best life. <laughs> uh, but is it drip? Is it drip? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's comfortable, but I don't think he's trying to style on anybody. It's function over style, definitely. It's whatever is yeah. comfortable for him. Maybe those like bolts on his flip-flops are, are fashion, but more or less, it's more just he just wants to be comfortable. I don't think it's necessarily drip, but I don't think it, it's not bad drip either it's not like terrible but it's very thematic uh, with being a lightning type gym leader like it looks like he's wearing work clothes but he's Mm -hmm. also like trying to show that he's hip and chill and cool at the same time Mm -hmm. with a hawaiian shirt (laughs) i might give this a two i was thinking two badoofs out of five this might be the fastest because there's not really much going on it's just two clothing items it's just the suit and then the shirt and then you flip-flops and undershirt, but they're not really adding much to it. It's pretty much really just two kind of... Like, he could be barefoot and I would have re- wouldn't really recognize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just really two, like, pieces of clothing. I will say that the sandals are probably the best part because, like, he's got that, like, almost, like, Magnemite-style screw in, in his mm-hmm. sandals. So, that, like, at least he's themed appropriately. But, like, some gym leaders, as we'll see, don't go for, like, the, the style. It's like... Um, looking at Scarlet and Violet, the elite for themselves are kind of like just dressed like business people, um, which is mm-hmm. like completely different from Elite Four in, in, in any of the other games. We haven't actually done Drip for any of the Elite Four yet, but that'll come later. <laughs> All right, we got uh, two little tiny stories before we wrap up here for the week. First is that Street Fighter Six announced a brand new commentator. Uh, this is Zelina Vega. She is a WWE uh, wrestler, and she'll be doing some commentary in Street Fighter Six alongside Vicious and Tasty Steve. Um, like I've talked about the beta, that mm. commentary is like legendary. It's so good; it adds so much depth to the game when you're having your own little hype Evo moment thirty-seven every time you start a round. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I'd like. If you if if a listener ever gets the chance to play the open beta, they're not maybe interested in picking up Street Fighter Six. Definitely like try the beta out and then just like look at the evolution that Capcom has done with this game in making it feel like exciting. No matter what you're doing, you play somebody online and have your entire match like professionally commentated because there seems mm-hmm. to be endless amounts of lines that they recorded. I mean, I was talking about how it's probably like. The reason that there's like four characters on the season pass is probably because they've got to record all these lines for all the commentators, for yeah. all the new characters and stuff like that. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of how not only that plays out, but how like cosmetic stuff plays out or costumes to see if they're a step. Like Street Fighter Five has great costumes, but I'm wondering if like Six will step it up a little further uh-huh. like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, do interesting things. No, I I get it. It's 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 weird because you know what it reminded me. It reminded mm. me of when Seth came out, and we we're thinking we're they're never gonna bring more characters because of how yes, Seth has to because come, they you know? have to do a bunch of stuff with Seth and, every time um, there's a new character. And uh, was it Eleven? Eleven has to copy them too. So it's yeah. very maybe obviously 
the, de- the development team has thought that. Like, they've seen the future, obviously, because they're making the game. Like, yeah. all right, this is our plan for this many characters, so maybe they're already ahead of already recording some already... Because there's probably some voice lines they've already recorded and they're never going to yeah. use because, like, just in case we needed it. You know, it's one of those like, scenarios, maybe. they know what those four characters are, so they're probably yeah. either fully developed or well into development at this point. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, yeah, Eleven was more or less a skin for every character where they were just, like, like a white glue-like thing with a, like, distorted voice. But for Seth, they actually had to do, like, new moves for Seth every time Mm -hmm. a new character came out. Because there was five characters that came out, um, not counting Eleven, uh, after after Seth did. So, Mm -hmm. it's funny. They did have to, like, add on new moves to Seth. Um, last little news story happened, like, just a few minutes before we recorded, actually. Um, there was a new trailer of the Mario movie, like, a new little, like, commercial one-minute-long thing. Um, where they showed the the cat Mario power up, but they also finally revealed Seth Rogen's voice as Donkey Kong. Who, <laughs> go figure? We talked about Donkey Kong this entire episode. <laughs> uh, my boy Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong. Like this movie continues to look like really, really good, and I like have full faith that this will be a very good like video game movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be it'll be terrible. I think it'll be good. It's an animated movie. I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with it. As long as there's no minions, am I right, gamers? Oh, we'll see. Why do I uh, feel like minions would make a cameo in this movie? Why do I could I see like it. That? So yeah, that comes out in April. So we'll we'll probably have an episode on that in the future, like we did with the the Sonic movie. Yeah. Um, but for right now, Robert, would you say we've we've handled it this week? Yep, that should pretty much wrap up this week. All right, we'll be back next week for World 5 and all the wild visual storytelling they got going on with that one as Tropical Freeze coverage continues. And if we have time, again, we'll talk about other stuff we've been playing, but not One Piece Odyssey because we're going to save that for after because it's going to be long. Um, But thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and leave a five-star rating and review, download an episode, subscribe, all the stuff I say every week. Um, and something I don't say every week is a brand new quote from one of our favorite video game franchises. You know, Ellie, we really are the Darksiders Genesis. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>